the key to unlocking what has kept people in captivity is understanding the power of our words, understanding that we need to stop, think, and listen before we speak. Jesus was so emphatic about this, wasn't he, Terry? Yes. This is how we bless people. This is how we we function in life. This is practical application on, on how to walk in the Spirit of God, is learning to understand that our words are so powerful, they affect everyone. Getting in tune with the Holy Spirit of God that's in you now as a born-again believer. Is that another way to say that? Yes. And when you get in tune with that Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit can flow out of you. But you have to understand it's through the words that are written in God's book, the Bible, and then you put those in, and then they become part of you, and they begin to flow out of your mouth. In Luke chapter 6, verse 27, But I say to you who hear, so we have to be hearing, don't we? Yes. And we're trying to hear through the Word of God what we're about to say. Another word you could use is seeking. Seeking. Seeking first the kingdom of God. That's Scripture. Matthew six thirty three. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. Now there's a lot in here. Boy, there is. Love your enemies. That's hard to do. How do you do that, Mitch? How do you love your enemy? You have to renew your mind. And we have the teacher to instruct us. And the teacher is Jesus. This is why we're reading the Word. We're studying the Word to try to receive a revelation. Each one of us are trying to receive this revelation on how can I practically apply the Word of God to my life right now in order to have victory and walk in the Spirit of God. In order to do what these scriptures are saying, to love your enemy, you have to change your thinking. And then you have to change what you say about your enemy. You have to lift them up to the Lord in prayer. And all of this comes about by what you say. So it's very important for us to stop, think, and listen before we speak. Listening to the Holy Spirit of God in you. Yes, and this is what we're wanting to do. Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. And this is the key to doing this in verse 28. Bless those who curse you. Jesus was able to operate in this realm. He spoke the blessings of God. He only spoke what God told him to say. And this is what we're wanting to renew our mind to, is speaking forth the things of God. We're wanting to take our emotion out of this, is what we're wanting to do. Because this is where we get into trouble. We allow our emotions to dictate what we're going to say. And most of the time, if we're operating in emotion... We're going to say something that is judgmental and condemning. This is why you need to be able to stop and think, what I'm about to say, is it going to affect someone's life? Is it going to bless them? Or am I going to curse them, put them down? All the words you speak to people will affect them one way or the other. If it's said in a negative way or a positive way, some of those things we say will stay with people forever. Yes, that's absolutely true. And I'm not saying that you that you can't ever get rid of a negative thought that's been planted in your mind. You have to go to the Word of God and begin to renew your mind. But you can only do that as a born-again believer, having the Spirit of God indwell in you. The definition of blessed, the word blessed, 
is very simple, and I want people to remember this definition. To speak well of others. Speak well of others. This is the definition of a blessing. We are to bless those who curse us. So we are to speak well, even though someone's saying something to us. Either we don't say anything, or whatever we do say, it's to build them up. It's to encourage them. It goes back to edification, exhortation, and comfort, doesn't it, Terry? Absolutely. Am I building this person up? Am I encouraging this person? Am I helping this person to grow spiritually? Am I giving comfort to this person? Because this is how you know you're hearing from the Holy Spirit when you say those things that are a blessing to build people up. When you stop and think, I suppose you should say, is this blessing them? Yes. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome, Mitch. And it goes on to tell us, bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. Stick that definition into that verse and use that the definition when it says blessed or blessing. Okay, that's a good idea. Speak well of others who curse you. Whoa. And the only way I can do that, Mitch, is to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. That's good, Terry. That's good revelation. Wow. You have there. I love that definition. (laughs) Speak well of others. That is a blessing. And you know how you can do this? The Lord's instructing us right here, telling us, pray for those people that spitefully use you. He's giving us instruction how this is to operate. What we are to pray for is for their eyes and ears to be open to the things of God, that the Holy Spirit of God will move upon them to change their way of thinking. The only way their thinking is going to change is by me speaking forth blessings, speaking well to them, encouraging them, telling them God loves you. The things you spoke to me that were harsh were because something inside of you is causing you to be in pain. Therefore, I do not take offense to what they say to me. So I'm going to bless them and have compassion and understand where they're at and what is affecting them. So you're speaking life and peace. That's what you're doing. The fruit of the Spirit, Terry, just what you said there, life and peace. Yeah. And joy. All of those things. This is what Jesus is trying to instruct us in. The way to walk in this world right now is to learn to love your enemies. And this means controlling your tongue, speaking well of others. When you do this, when you receive this revelation, and it's tough to receive this revelation because it takes being in the Word and seeking God to receive this revelation and have an understanding and compassion that the words that people are saying that aren't of love and joy and the fruit of the Spirit, they're just bound by Satan. They're held captive by Satan because their spirit has not been renewed. So all this is foolishness to them, and they're operating in the way of the world. Yes, total darkness. So you have to begin to get a different mindset. You have to change your thinking about what the Lord is telling you to do, to love your enemies, bless your enemies, stopping and thinking about what you're saying about somebody who is in total darkness, who is your enemy. I want people to to just get an understanding. I think sometimes we use this word blessing very lightly. We don't really understand and examine what this word is really, what this word really means. We think it's something physical. 
money cars, uh, clothes, or food, or it's none of that. Think about this. You bless your child more than anything when you tell them you love them. You could buy them a car. You could buy them anything they wanted that's physical. But deep down, the blessing, the true blessing you gave was when you tell them, I love you. The uh, physical thing is just showing in the natural how much you love them. It's not, the car doesn't tell them you love them. You love them because you just flat love them. It's yes. in your spirit. That's who you, who you are and what you want to portray. This is the point, Terry. Yes. This is the point. When we are speaking blessings, speaking well of others, walking in the Spirit of God with our words, the Holy Spirit will touch their spirit because this is who the Holy Spirit is. Love, joy, peace, and comfort, building people up. So when we speak forth the blessings, speak well of others, it will touch their spirit. Now, if we don't speak forth the things of God and we use judgment, we judge people and we say condemning things to people, the Holy Spirit will not move. So what's moving then, Terry? Our old way of thinking and Satan's words, the way we were programmed. And it is touching their spirit as well, but not in power of freedom. Then it gives Satan that inroad into their lives. Yes. And, and he, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So he tears them down. But because of the words you used, we carry much power in our words, more than we realize, probably. And we just want to train our minds to stop, think, and listen before we speak. We want to listen to the Holy Spirit. We want to train our minds to listen to what people are truly telling us. And this requires being on guard with our mind and listening, taking our emotions out of every situation. Just listen to what people are telling you. What's in the heart will come out the mouth. That's correct. It's like the old computer, garbage in, garbage out. You put the Word of God in, it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. And it's an incorruptible seed of God. And we always, in all of this, I, I really think we're always working on ourselves first because we're always talking to ourselves. And when I say talking to ourselves, it's those thoughts. It's those thoughts that are in our mind that we keep hearing on and on and on because you can't not think can you not think you're thinking all the time yeah you're thinking all the time that's how things magnify and it begins with you it always begins with us as individuals and our our personal walk with the lord that relationship but then it can come out of us in words to edify build other people up comfort those things we keep talking about it's what's in us that affects our surroundings and the people around us and you know the more we're in tune with the holy spirit the more we do stop think and listen the more we do this and practice this the easier it becomes where it's just automatic there you go you don't even give it a thought that's great walking by faith and trusting the holy spirit none of us do it perfectly but we get better at it and we get better at it The power that we have with our words is praying for those who spitefully use us, those who say hateful words to us, those that abuse us with their words. We need to pray for them because we're recognizing when there's hateful speech, 
when there's abusive words coming out of people's mouths, we realize that it's not from God. Because God does not operate in this realm. He operates in the one of love, of edification, exhortation, and comfort. This is what we're training our mind to recognize those words. So therefore, we pray for people. Lord, give me the words to say to this person that will touch their heart, to plant a seed in their mind. But you know what, Terry? Just demonstrating love to an individual and showing compassion to them will begin to change their heart and mind. You're speaking forth the word of God. It's an incorruptible seed. You plant it in their hearts and you nurture them, bringing them up and encouraging them. That word of God will grow. And if it's a negative word, that word will grow also. Yes. So let's accentuate the positive. (laughs) You know, I want to jump over to verse 35, same chapter here, Luke 6, 35. But love your enemies... Do good, lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. Now, this is the the last sentence I like. The Lord really just touched my heart with this. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. He loves those who do not even understand him, that are walking in unthankfulness, that are walking with evil, and evil comes by what they say and what they do, and he still loves them. This is why he's telling us to love our enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them. Show compassion to them. Because we're acting just like the Father when we do this. This is why we are to to control what we say, think, and speak. We are to listen to the Holy Spirit of God because we are children of God now. And we have the power to control what we say. It's just a matter of a lot of times we're too lazy to control what we say. We haven't trained ourselves to do it. No, we haven't. That's another way to say it. How, How about this? You trained yourself to ride a bike when you were little. Sometimes that's a pretty tough process, you know, learn how to pedal and keep your balance. But you know what? I could get on a bike now and ride it even to this day. Well, I like your analogy. You could, but you wouldn't be near as proficient at there it you go. as you were when you were a child. Because what did you do is you repetitively rode the bike probably several hours a day. But the moment you quit, each day you quit riding. And say it was several years before you were riding in the bicycle again, you wouldn't be near as proficient at it. I'd have to exercise, get my body, you know, you know all those things. Your balance. Balance. Your thought process. Uh, yes. All those things. And this is what we're saying. In order to be able to speak only the things of God, you have to be continually exercising your mind. You have to be in the Word of God. You have to be meditating upon the Word of God and the, and the Holy Spirit that lives within you. You have to develop your spiritual senses for this to become automatic to you where you don't have to give a thought to speaking well of others. I'm, just, I'm still thinking about the bicycle thing. If I'd have kept that up every day, every day, every day of my life, man, I probably could... Make a lot of money these days doing tricks and stuff. <laughs> you get rich if you stay in the Word of God, and you'll provide blessings, richness to other people's lives as you speak forth that and grow in that and train yourself and exercise. When we speak blessings to others, when we speak well of others, we're providing healing to those individuals in their mind 
which will eventually transfer to their body. We're speaking well of others because we have compassion for them and we want their minds to be healed. We want them to grow spiritually. We want their bodies to be healed. We want those that are in captivity to be set free. Mitch, that's exactly what our Lord did. How many times in the Gospels did it say that the crowds gathered and he was full of compassion and then he healed them all? He's taught them and healed them. And he would ask them the question, what do you want me to do for you? It was one of compassion. So when someone confronts you, and they may be spewing out cursings to you, things that are ugly and hateful and mean, you know the best response in this situation, like our Lord, what do you want me to do for you to help you? I tell you what, if you could respond like that in situations that are tense, and it'll just defuse the whole thing. This is the point, because you're not allowing your emotions to dictate the situation. You're allowing the power of the Holy Spirit, the mind of Christ, to dictate the situation. What can I do for you? I'm still on that thought. Me too. At our elders meeting a few days ago, I wrote that down when we were beginning to pray, and I was thinking of Jesus asking me this question before I was praying. Jesus saying, what do you want me to do for you? And I thought that in my mind, and I started praying then, Lord, I love these people. I love our congregation. I want them to grow in grace and knowledge. And as I was thinking about Jesus asking me this question, it was like the Spirit of God was moving upon me, and I was praying for them. You're having this compassion, and I'm speaking forth well of others. And this is the mindset we want people to have, because This is what sets you free is having this mindset where you're not meditating upon the negative and what people say to you because you have an understanding of where they're at. You have an understanding of compassion for others. So this word of God is the truth. And the more you know of the truth, the more it will set you free and will set others free also. And what a blessing. I'm backing up here to Luke 4.18. It goes back to this again, Terry. Sure it does. This is Jesus telling the people, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. This is what He came to do. Yes. This is what He came to do. Read that, Mitch. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He's come to set us free. We've been set free. The truth has set us free. We are now walking in the Spirit of God. We have the power of God in us to share the Word, to speak forth edification, exhortation, and comfort. What a blessing that is. You're set free by speaking well of others. You're set free by understanding What all has been provided for you through Jesus and through the Father. The power of our words will set people free. This is what we need to remember. It'll set those around us free and it will set ourselves free. We are no longer held captive by Satan. Words are what keep you in captivity. This is what we need to get a revelation of. Words keep us in captivity. The Spirit of God will set you free. We're not talking about just salvation. We're talking about 
in the Spirit throughout our day to deal with life circumstances. Renewing your mind to the Word of God, and it just carries you through this daily walk. Walking in the Spirit of God helps us in every situation to the point of having a tragedy in our lives. It's the Word of God. We've been set free. And it's the power of God in us expressing itself in our words. What a privilege it is to be indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God and and having Him flow through us. I'm receiving revelation on this all the time, Terry, about understanding the blessings that I can provide to people and provide to myself by speaking well of others, by understanding this concept, understanding the Holy Spirit and how He operates in my life. And it's through speaking well of others, because by speaking well of others, you activate the Holy Spirit within you. And this is a great revelation, understanding the only way the Holy Spirit will be activated is if I speak well of others. What you're doing is talking and walking like Jesus. Yes. Wow. We're being an imitator of Christ because we're instructed to do this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Be an imitator of Christ. Walk in love. This is what we're to do. We're to love our enemies. We're instructed throughout the New Testament, the Gospels, to love our enemies, to speak well of others. Because we're no longer operating in the way of the world, hatred, meanness, ugliness, no real compassion. We're walking in God's true love when we speak well of others all the time, where we're not judging people by their appearance. We're thinking of the heart. And it's according to the power that is at work in us. When you went to Ephesians 5, I thought of Ephesians 3.20. And now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. This power in us is that word that's coming forth out of our mouths. Yes. So he is able to take those words and go beyond what we can ask or think. That's why we can, when somebody offends us, and it's to the point where we can't say anything in their presence, we can go to a position away from them and pray a prayer for them. And the Lord does more than we can even ask or think. But because we didn't strike out and lash out, we can back off and pray. And this miraculous power of God shows up. You were in Ephesians chapter 3 and read verse 20. I'm going to back up here to verse 14 and read verses 14 through 19 because this, because this is a prayer. Yes. And this makes full sense now. It's tying back into Luke chapter 6, loving your enemies. You're receiving a full revelation on God's love and how it operates by prayer. We're to be praying for our enemies. We're to be praying for those yes. because your enemies are ones who do not know Christ. They're enemies by the Spirit. Okay? Yes. That's what makes them an enemy. Starting with verse 14, Ephesians 3:14. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with the might through his Spirit, the Holy Spirit, in the inner man, Here we go. This gets good now. Yes, it does. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. This is the the basis. This is the bedrock of understanding God's love 
Therefore, you will begin to understand and be able to love your enemies. Being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length, the width, the depth, and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Do you see what's being said here, Terry? The love of God is so vast, we can't comprehend it. But what we're beginning to do is receive a revelation of His love, of loving your enemies and how to do this, how to pray for those who spitefully use you and say things against you. Yes. We are to pray for them that they will come to a knowledge of who God is and learn to understand and grow in God's love. This is what we're to be praying. This is what Paul prayed for all of us when he wrote these scriptures. And I just love the way the Amplified Bible says the first part of verse 19, that you may really come to know practically and through experience for yourselves the love of Christ. It goes on, but... We need to experience this ourselves. When we get a revelation of God's love, yes, then you can begin to speak well of others. Luke verse 28, speak well of those who curse you. I like that term. You brought that to memory. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. This is how we overcome, isn't it? If all of us could learn to do that, what a wonderful world we would have. And we can begin to walk that way, Mitch, as we renew our minds to God's Word and let Him fill us up, give us that revelation of who we are now in Christ, and let this flow out of us one by one. As the Holy Spirit touches people's hearts, it'll change their lives. God truly does love us, and He wants this relationship with us, and He wants us set free. Totally and completely. And the way we're set free is understanding that it starts with love. What we think, what we say. So therefore, we do need to learn to control our thoughts and listen to the Holy Spirit of God so we can bless others and bless ourselves. It's all through what we say. What's your words? What's your words?